Gum our Joe Button, New York. State Route 347. This is com. the week in Georgia in English, coming to you from lovely Stony Brook, New York, right in the middle of Long Island. Today is Thursday, the 6th of September. On this date, in 1901, Polish-American anarchist and former steelworker Leon Zalgos shoots U.S. President William McKinley, probably the U.S. President with the highest IQ, who died of his wounds because his doctor was an idiot. 1944, the Soviets capture the Estonian city of Tartu, beautiful university town, by the way, from the German 18th Army. 1955, riots organized by a branch of the Turkish military erupt in Istanbul, targeting mostly Greeks, but also other minorities, including Armenians and Jews. At least 13 people were killed. A large number of Greeks emigrate afterwards. 1991, the Soviet Union officially recognizes the independence of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Same day, they also officially changed the name back to St. Petersburg from Leningrad. 1912, a fishing boat sinks off the coast of Izmir province in Turkey, killing 61 Syrian, Palestinian, and Iraqi refugees who had been locked in the hold, including 31 children. Birthdays are... In 1923, Peter II, the last king of Yugoslavia. 1971, Irish singer Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries. And in 1972, English actor Idris Elba, who will be the next James Bond. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tabilpod.com or send us an email at tabilpod at gmail.com. The election campaign season officially began on the 28th of August, will last until elections on the 28th of October. Parties and initiative groups have until the 18th of September to nominate candidates. During the official campaign period, candidates and their supporters are limited by a number of rules, including one against giveaways and rules uh, against calls for violence. Despite the fact that Otsneba has not officially endorsed a candidate and says that they won't until all the candidates are registered on the 8th, Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobahidze told journalists last week that the opposition has no real chance of winning the presidential election. On the 31st of August, at a meeting with university students and professors, President Georgi Markvelashvili announced that he would not seek a second term as president and that he intends to serve Georgia in a different form. He spoke about the importance of active involvement in the upcoming presidential election and said that the new president should serve citizens rather than party, work to unite the country and ensure that Georgia, Georgia's diversity and peculiarity are not lost. Margulash really was elected in 2013 as the Otsneva candidate, but his relationship with the party soured soon afterwards because he said what he was thinking and didn't toe the line. Independent presidential candidate Salome Zurabashvili has completed the process of renouncing her French citizenship. She called the decision not simple, but necessary. International Society for Fair Elections and Democracy released a report on the upcoming elections, noting that though there is general public trust of the election results and the election administration, both have been criticized in recent years for a number of problems, including those related to the creation of election commissions and dealing with complaints. Among many problems, they criticized the interagency task force for free and fair elections, saying that the group fails to effectively prevent violations because of the non-binding nature of its recommendations and the lack of monitoring mechanisms. Additionally, they say that election observers are often attacked by commission chairpersons and other present at the elections and are thus unable to effectively discuss issues they see. ISFED also said that the election administration should work to combat illegal election agitation by public servants on social media. One area of particular concern was some audio recordings that recently came to light that appear to show Otsneva working directly 
with the local central elections commission officials, sorry, with the local central local election official uh, to appoint Otsneba members to district election bodies. NGOs, including ISFED, said that if the recordings are authenticated, the CEC uh, Tamar Shvanya should uh, head, Tamar Shvanya should resign. UNM-led coalition Strength and Unity also accused Otsneba of trying to rig the presidential elections. On the 24th, President Margulashvili's office announced that he would not be nominating a candidate to lead the Supreme Court. This comes after Otsneba declined to participate in the selection process. Margulashvili then offered to let several NGOs choose a candidate, but they also declined, saying they would provide opinions about potential candidates, but that the actual choice should be made by the president. Margulashvili said that he will not nominate a candidate because there should be wide consensus on the issue, and consensus has failed to materialize. Also, that he's heartbroken because the judicial system has always worried him. Currently, the candidates would need to be voted on by Parliament, but after the October election, new constitutional rules will go into effect, giving the High Council of Justice the power to determine the Supreme Court ahead uh, uh, the Supreme Court head instead of Parliament, which was done so that Sneba can control that, since they control the High Council of Justice. The new head will hold the position for 10 years. This whole thing was kind of sad, and, and I think a, a bit of a mess by everybody. Mark Velashvili could have negotiated the names uh, fairly quietly with the NGOs. Um, Otsneba has been incredibly counterproductive by letting them know that no matter who he uh, he selected, they would not choose him. So it's, I think, totally understandable that he said, I'm not going to choose anybody because Otsneba will veto anybody that is, is independent. They're desperate to have somebody that they can control as the, uh, as the head of the Supreme Court, which is the whole point. And there's no one that the NGOs or Mark Velashvili could have come up with that would have uh, satisfied them. On the 31st, the Coalition for Independent and Transparent Judiciary, a group of 40 NGOs released a statement in response saying that it is strongly against the president's decision not to fulfill his constitutional duty and instead shift responsibility to various groups, meaning us. Members of Otsneba, European Georgia, the United National Movement also criticized the move. Some are worried that by not presenting a candidate, Marco Lashvili is forfeiting the choice to a powerful clique or clan of judges, and they... Um, that they believe may have forced the last court head, Nino Gvenetadze, to resign, which is what happened, and is is what, in fact, Mark Velashvili is doing, but he knows that whoever uh, he puts forward will be vetoed by them. A Kremlin-funded media conference entitled The Role of Media in Confidence-Building in the Region is taking place in Tbilisi on the 5th through the 7th. It's organized by a Russian NGO, North-South Center, and Press Club Unity, as well as a Tbilisi-based news agency, Georgia and the World. The conference has sessions on political and media happenings in the region led by Russian journalists. Protesters gathered outside the conference to register their opposition to the event and to what they perceive as the Georgian government's lackluster response to Russian information campaigns in Georgia. As a part of the protest, they staged a theatrical show and held a Georgian supra symbolizing how the Georgian government welcomes the Russian occupants um, or occupiers. What's uh, interesting about the, uh, the event from what I heard um, is how completely closed it, it, uh, it was. I mean, the, the Russian point is, well, you know, the, the West does that. Europe or the U.S. hosts meetings like that constantly and all the time. But they tend to be quite open. I mean, people can get in there if they want. It's, it's more or less open invitations for people who, uh, who want to be there, which is not the case for this one. Employees of the Georgian Public Broadcaster are concerned that a new contract for about 150 employees will transition them from being full-time 
employees to zero-hour contracts with a related change from salaries to hourly pay. Employees were told of the change last Friday on the 31st and given four days to either accept or not to have their contracts renewed. Uh, the GPB trade union organized a protest on the 3rd in front of the GPB headquarters, attended by a few dozen people. Some also thought that the move was a way of indirectly firing people. The Coalition for Media Advocacy, a group of media NGOs, agreed with the protesting staff, calling the changes unfair and possibly aimed at firing large numbers of employees. GPB management, meaning Vasico Maglaperidze, who was appointed because he does what he's told, says that the new contracts are necessary to deal with overstaffing and low job attendance, and they say it will affect uh, 70, it will only affect 70 people instead of the 150 reported by the union. Angela Merkel began her tour of the South Caucasus in Georgia on the 23rd and 24th of August. She met with Prime Minister Bakhtadze, President Markovashvili, representatives from Georgia, European Georgia, and the United National Movement. German soldiers in Georgia for the noble uh, partner military exercises and visited Tbilisi State University in the village of Odisi near the South Ossetian occupation line. She rode the Tatsminda vernacular. She discussed progress related to the problem of large numbers of Georgian asylum seekers in Germany following visa liberalization and said that Germany did not support fast-track NATO membership due to the ongoing conflicts and that the country would introduce work quotas for Georgians from certain fields. Most people commented on the visit were excited, but UNM presidential candidate Grigo Bashadze did not see the visit as particularly historic and was very disappointed due to the lack of results of the visit. European Georgia MP Sergei Kapanadze expressed disappointment to the Prime Minister for not pushing harder for pro-Georgia pro changes in German policy. Although this, uh, this matter of, uh, of, of quotas for Georgian workers is quite interesting, and what Georgia should be pushing for next is, uh, is labor, a labor agreement with the EU, which Germany could lead if they have a good experience. European Parliament's Committee on Foreign Affairs uh, previewed the first implementation report on the European Union Association Agreement with Georgia, written by Latvian Member of Parliament Andres Bamikins. He said that overall Georgia is progressing well, but concerns remain, especially related to labor standards, um, environmental protection, and discrimination against vulnerable groups and women. The committee also reviewed a report by independent expert Nona uh, Michalidze on the association agreement implementation. She found that Georgia faces systematic, systematic challenges in implementing the political aspects of the agreement, particularly in regards to informal governance, saying Georgia has never been able to overcome being a one-party dominated state and that institutions are still weak. She called the judiciary, specifically the prosecutor's office, the Achilles heel of Georgian democracy. European Commission signed a memorandum of understanding with Georgia for macro financial assistance up to 45 million euro to cover external financing needs and economic reforms. 10 million will come as grants, 35 um, in favorable medium-term loans. Commission for European Neighborhood Policy and Engagement uh, Negotiations, Johannes Hahn visited Tbilisi on the 3rd and 4th where he met with a bunch of officials, discussed EU stuff, including Mark Velashvili, Bakhtadze, uh, parliamentary Deputy Speaker Tamar Chugashvili, and opened the new Eastern Partnership European School. The school is an international diploma program focused on European studies for students aged 16 and 17 from EAP countries. Prime Minister Bakhtadze visited Baku on the 30th, where he met Azerbaijani President Ilham, Ilham Aliyev, Prime Minister Novruz Mamadov, and Parliamentary Speaker Ogte Asadov. 
Japanese Foreign Minister Taro Kono was in Tbilisi for his first official visit on the 4th and 5th of September. He met with Georgian Foreign Minister David Zalikiani, Prime Minister Bakhtadze, President Mark Velashvili. Among other things, he spoke about Japan's New Caucasus Initiative, which focuses on supporting human resource development for state building, infrastructure development, and business environment improvement. Additionally, Japan has decided to ease visa requirements for Georgians in hopes of promoting people-to-people exchange. A joint of investment agreement between the two countries is nearing completion. During Kono's visit, Georgian Finance Minister Ivana Machabadiani um, and Vice President of the uh, Japan International Cooperation Agency, Soriko Suzuki, signed a loan agreement to finance the construction of nearly 15-kilometer-long uh, Shodopani Argveta section of the East-West Highway worth 343 million U.S. dollars. Zurab Pataradze, the former governor of Ajada, has been appointed uh, ambassador to Azerbaijan. U.S. Georgia military exercises Agile Spirit began in Sanaki on the 1st of September and will run through the 11th. In addition to leading countries, soldiers from Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, Estonia, Greece, Latvia, Romania, Turkey, and Ukraine are participating. 237 people are participating in the exercise, which includes staff and command training aimed at increasing the interoperability of the Georgian military with U.S. and NATO forces. U.S. Navy ship USS Kearney made a port call in Batumi for three days at the end of August, where the crew participated in training with the Georgian Coast Guard. The Italian uh, Navy uh, Palinuri was also in Batumi at the same time, working on increasing ties between the Georgian and and Italian Naval Academy students. Five Georgian citizens were uh, detained by the South Ossetian Security Services on the 28th of August after getting lost while trying to hike... um, to Kelly Sadi Lake. They crossed the occupation line on their own, though before they were released, there was lots of media and social media speculation about kidnapping, some confusion about where they had been before their detention. Georgians were taken to jail in Schinvali and then released after paying a 2,000 ruble fine, which is 62 lari. Two Polish tourists arrested in South Ossetia were detained on the first while trying to reach Kelly Lake in the Achalgori municipality. They were released on the 3rd. On the 24th of August, South Ossetian President Anatoly Bivilov and Abkhazian President Raul Khajemba visited Moscow, met with President Putin to discuss deepening ties between the regions and Russia. The 26th of August was the 10th anniversary of Russia recognizing the independence of South Ossetia and Abkhazia. Putin sent congratulations to Bivilov and Khajemba while The Georgian uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs released a statement saying that Russia will have to change its illegal decision of August 2008 to recognize the independence of indivisible regions of Georgia. At the meeting on the 24th, Bibilov also awarded Putin a state declaration for his outstanding personal role in repelling Georgian armed aggression against the Republic of South Ossetia and for strengthening the region's sovereignty. Khajemba is now in Damascus for four days. Through the 7th, he met with the Syrian President Bashar al-Assad on the 4th and signed a Memorandum of Cooperation and Friendship. This, this follows a visit to Damascus two months ago by Bibilov. President Markovashvili commented on the death of uh, American politician John McCain, saying that John McCain is a national hero of Georgia, and Georgian people will never forget his merit in describing him as a huge friend who always stood next to our country. Prime Minister Bakhtadze, Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze, Foreign Minister Zalikiani, UNM Presidential Candidate Vashadze, European Georgian Presidential Candidate Tata Bakhtadze, all offered similar condolences. Georgi Chelidze, the leader of the Tbilisi-based 
fascist right-wing National Socialist Organization, Georgian National Unity, was arrested for illegal possession of firearms after the group posted a video on Facebook showing members training with guns. The Interior Ministry had already begun an investigation in May for the group's calls for violence. We had a new one. After the Facebook post, police searched his apartment and found multiple illegal guns, 28 rounds of ammunition. In court pre-trial, Chelidze made Nazi salutes and claimed that his only crime was love of country, nation, and state. Chelidze was apparently caught by police in the act of trying to dispose of the bullets by dumping them down a sink. If convicted of gun charges, he faces up to six years in prison. Guram Kashia, the captain of the national football team, was awarded the Union of European Football Association's first equal game award for wearing a rainbow armband at a game last year. The uh, the reaction was unsurprising. Georgian March had scheduled a rally for the Georgian-Latvia game on the 9th. The police questions one group, uh, one leader of the group, Konstantin uh, Morgosia, for threats made against Kasia. After being questioned, Morgosia continued to call for uh, supporters to prevent Kasia from entering the game on the 9th to ensure that everyone knows that Georgia will not be a haven for faggots, though he later said that he did not want a confrontation. Kashia supporters have also planned to gather outside the stadium. Kashia deleted or made private social media accounts after a wave of online abuse, but promised to keep playing for Georgia as long as he has at least one supporter in Georgia. People showed uh, support using the hashtag in Georgian, Gurab Shentan Vart, or We're With You Gurab. A few local Georgians in San Jose, California, also showed banners of support for Kashia at the San Jose versus FC Dallas game last week. Football Federation President Levon Kobiashvili accepted the award on Kashia's behalf in Monaco. Uh, Georgian, uh, European Georgia presidential candidate Tato Bakradze also weighed in, accusing the authorities of supporting and encouraging right-wing and fascist groups like Georgian March. Public defender Nino Lomjaria Otsneba, member of parliament, uh, Dmitry Skitashvili and Union of Georgia Muslims also made statements in support of Kashia. Minister for Education, Science, and Culture and Sport, Mikhail Batiashvili, initially said that he's not so deeply familiar with the issue, but would take further interest and get ready to answer later on. The ministry later released a statement saying that they are opposed to discrimination and would stand by athletes. An update on the controversial Snow Juta Rosha Shatili Omalo Khadori Valley Batsara Ahmeta Road construction project. The road department seems to have stopped all work on the Tusheti section of the road, but has continued to work on the environmental permitting process of the 16-kilometer-long section between Juta and Roshka. The Ministry of Environmental Protection and Agriculture issued a very critical opinion about the Roads Department's Environmental Impact Assessment Report, questioning the work they did on the report as well as the general environmental risks, including the close proximity of the Juta Roshka section of the road to protected areas. Ted Jonas, who has been leading heroically much of the opposition to the project, sent a letter expressing concern about these developments to Kaka Kuchava, Chairman of the Parliamentary Committee on Environmental Protection and Natural Resources, along with a petition uh, with over 8,000 signatures opposed to the road. Stuff to read this week. Forbes wrote about Tbilisi saying, Berlin is out, Tbilisi is in. Tbilisi's been in for a long time. Berlin has also been kind of out for a long time, although, of course, Berlin is still cool. But anyway, 
Georgia's capital is this year's most exciting city. Their highlights include the new and trendy Stamba Hotel Complex, marijuana legalization, and Georgian youth, the country's pro-Western orientation, and cha-cha. Time Magazine also wrote about Stampa, putting the hotel on its list of the world's 100 greatest places because their glass-bottomed rooftop pool, on-site chocolatier, and elegant casino all set around a five-story atrium. The atrium is pretty cool. The casino, like so many casinos, is kind of bleak, but okay. All that stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 403,533. The number of raptors counted by the Batumi raptor count this year as of the 5th of September. Artist Taya Stazic uh, has a new small exhibition uh, at Tbilisi's aptly named Patara Gallery in the Rose Revolution Square underpass called At the Mercy of Your Saliva. The show runs through the 24th of September and features the gooey nest of a frog and a bird. We just found out about a place in Victoria, British Columbia, called the Abkhazi Tea House. It's Abkhazi Tea House, all written together, dot com. Evidently, the no longer around Abkhaz monarch, who was exiled with the right, 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 white Russians, ended up there, set up a garden, had no kids and so no heir, and the place has continued for decades. People there are only vaguely aware of Abkhazia, the place, um, and that it's connected to it. Um, but the tea house is supposedly very beautiful, thanks to our roving New Haven Rwanda correspondent who happened to be in Victoria for checking it out. Anybody else goes there, let us know. The Batumi Bird Festival is taking place this week, ending on the 8th at the Oasis Hotel in Chakvi near Batumi. Uh, there are daily excursions, including the two Batumi Raptor Count stations, with transportation included, evening lectures and seminars, and a closing night event in village Shuamta from 3 p.m. to late. In Kutaisi on the 8th at 2 p.m., the Research Intellectual Club Dialogue of Generations will host a Rise for Climate event to bring attention to the dangers of climate change. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. That's Tango, X-Ray, Tango, Bravo, Uniform, Kilo. Our email is tpilpod at gmail.com or post to the form on our website, www.tpilpod.com. And we will finish with, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, 2014, this is Always and Marry Me, Archie. You express 